Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. This is Drinks with Dub. Uh, the puss-ass millennial could not be here this evening, so it is to my left, Brittany, a.k.a. the star of the show. And to my right, we have Bridget, a.k.a. the sassy single. And I, of course, am your host, N-Dub, a.k.a. Dub City. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, real quick, if you haven't already... You can follow the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you choose to listen. Uh, please do that. If you got an iPhone, uh, give me a five-star rating on iTunes. I greatly appreciate that. Help get the, the word out and the uh, the word of mouth on the interwebs going. Uh, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Drinks with Dub. And I think that's all the news and business I got. Uh, Brittany has something that she would like to discuss, so I will turn it over to her. Everybody just look at me. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. We all looked. You guys can't see it because it's just audio, obviously, but we did. We just turned our heads and looked at her. I want to talk, <laughs> talk about live PD. This is the most entertaining bullshit on TV right now. And there's a lot of bullshit on TV. There really is. <laughs> there's a lot of bullshit. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if I'm just that point of old. I, I'm not really sure what's <laughs> happened here. <laughs> that it was fun to be in the house in my pajamas on the couch watching these idiots out here on Friday and Saturday night live <laughs> getting pulled over and doing dumb shit yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's, look, here's the thing. It's like the new age version of cops. <laughs> I mean, because here's the thing. It's always entertaining to watch somebody else have to deal with the cops. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if y'all go through this as Caucasian females, but as a black man, <laughs> there's always a fear, like watching the cops deal with somebody, that they may turn their attention towards me. <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand, like, the safety of it being on TV. Like, they, they, they can't gonna, turn around and look at me. I'm, I'm not finna be next. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I understand that aspect of it, definitely. It is it is the most irritating shit of what people will say. Yeah. And, like, here's the thing. It's like, I find myself commentating while I'm watching, and there's usually nobody else in the room. You know, you're <laughs> at work. <laughs> the kids are in bed. Because <laughs> it comes on, like, it originally comes on from, like, 9 to 11 or whatever, I think. It's two hours long, yeah. but then they'll play the replay from like 11 to 2. So usually I catch it, I start a little bit late in the first part of the episode, and they'll carry over and watch the end of it in the second part of the episode before bed. Yeah. So the house is quiet, kids are in bed. And you can readily identify your drug users. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, they will tell the craziest stories about how it's not their drugs. They don't know how it got there. Never. They never know how this shit got you. Every now and then you get a guy that's honest and he's just like, fuck it, you're right, it's mine. What we gonna do about it? I'm going to jail, you're gonna write me a ticket, how are we gonna handle this? Just get this over with, because I know exactly how it got there. And those are the kind of guys you just want to shake their hand and be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, cops do appreciate that. Cops do appreciate honesty. I will say that. And, you know, here's Here's my thing, like watching, watching cops and shit like that. Like, I remember the last time I went to jail over some some foolishness. It was some bullshit. We're not gonna get into that. But they came, <laughs> police came, got me, arrested me, and they told me what my bond was before they even took me in. You know what I mean? And luckily, <coughs> I, had, I had that money in cash. So I'm like, cool. I can buy myself out. All I gotta do is make sure I got a ride. And I felt sorry for the cops going because the dude that took me in, he kept telling everybody as they're doing the paperwork and shit, oh, he's getting out. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's got his money to get out. We got to fill out all this paperwork and go through this whole process, and this motherfucker finna walk right the fuck out the door. <laughs> like, I understand why cops let criminals go. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not finna go through all this bullshit and you finna walk right the fuck out the door. <laughs> right back to doing it's what gonna, you're It's doing. gonna take me longer to get you in jail than you finna be in jail. Yes. You know what I mean? Which I also understand. I guess that's why they set some people's bonds so high. Just Well, what's interesting about LAPD and watching it now over the drugs is that in some states, marijuana is legal on certain amounts of carry. 
And so in these states where they're now pulling them over and they're finding that marijuana in the car, it's funny because it's like, they don't mind. They will own right up to it. Yeah, it's mine. (laughs) You know, and nothing happens. And it's like, the cop is confused by it. They're confused by it. But everybody knows that they're just going to walk away. (laughs) And it's like, it's great. (laughs) I mean, it's the funny thing to watch. Because the cops are like, well, it was under a certain amount, so that's, you know, not illegal. We're going to have to let them go. <laughs> see, what I want to what I wanna see is... <laughs> but see, here's the thing about that, too, is because in the states where it's legal, if they do find a certain amount and it's under the weight, like, that you're supposed to carry or whatever, I don't know what exact laws here, um, <clears throat> it doesn't give them probable cause to search the rest of the car at that point because it's not illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in the past, when you get pulled over with marijuana, it was probable cause to search the car for anything else that you could possibly have in the car. Yep. Yeah. And that's when they hit you with the. That's when they hit you with the possession and the paraphernalia. Okay, and yeah, everything. Because like, yeah. you had it in separate bags. Yeah. <laughs> What I want to see is I want to see the cops pull out the scale. Be like, hey, bro, that's you allowed half an ounce and look a little iffy, bro. That might it might be nine grams right there, bro. <laughs> you, 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 you. Eight point three. I gotta that's take you in for this real, shit, bro. It's gonna be real sketchy though, because when people start being like, no, 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 take it out of the bag, take it out of the bag. <laughs> Where's your nickel? <laughs> I'm on a level. <laughs> make sure this is on. Let's, good, cali- let's get this calibrated. Let's make sure we're on point here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he's going to have somebody get arrested for that shit, and they going to call their drug dealer and be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me more than Bro, I came to you to buy a half ounce. You sold me eight You sold me eight and a half grams. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> I'm going to jail for this shit now. <laughs> you know, like, come on, man. You got me <laughs> fucked up out here. Well, I mean, in states where it's legal, you're not getting it from drug dealers anymore. You're getting it from dispensaries. Well, and whoever. Like, if you sell me what's supposed to be. I'm pretty good. sure at the price of dispensaries and shit, they are strictly weighing that and calibrating scales every hour. <laughs> I'm sure. They ain't trying to give nothing away. Shit, yeah, true. What, what what Illinois make? Like three did three million dollars in sales yeah, first day. The first day, three million dollars in sales, and that's the thing about that is, it's like, it's not federally taxable. Yeah. Do you know what the federal government could be doing right now with this kind of money? <laughs> right. What's well, the same thing the states are doing? You know, eliminating overdoses. But that's the thing is, is that because it's not, you can't federally insure. These people can't put this money in banks that would help boost the economy. Because banks are FDIC insured, which yeah. means it's federally protected. Yeah. So you can't put your drug money in the bank. Not in our banks. Yeah, I mean, you can still send the shit to Panama or, you know, where. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They are fucking this whole drug money game up. <laughs> but it is the government, so. What they do, they fuck the government fuck shit up. <laughs> Anyway, we got way off the top of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, live PD, drugs, government, and all that. <laughs> yeah, thing, I mean, it's all the same thing, <laughs> So, what really takes me off about this last episode of Live PD is that they're on their way to this call that somebody has called in, and uh, this guy is like walking on the side of the road near a strip mall, and he's like falling down and falling into the traffic and into the ditch, and there people are, you know, he's. Clearly something's not right, and they've called the police, right? Uh-huh. So they're watching from this parking lot. And so <clears throat> at some point or another before the police get there, he falls into it had been snowing. It was Indiana. Right. And they had shoveled the parking lot, and so the snow banks were onto the sides of the parking lot, mm-hmm. and he has fell into one of these. And a group of people are standing around when they got there. So the police are getting there and they're like, is, you know, is he overdosing? And the woman's like, I took his pulse, but I wasn't giving him CPR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Samaritan. I mean, that good of a Samaritan. That's exactly what it was. It was like, good Samaritan, but not a great one. <laughs> so they're like, they're rushing around trying to get the Narcan. Because at this point, they realize this dude is overdosing. Mm-hmm. Well, in the meantime, you got another group of people on the other side of the parking lot yelling and screaming because they have found a girl outside of a car laying next to the car in the same condition, if not worse, than this guy over here that has fell into the snow embankment. And so the the whole 
incident becomes the fact that only one police officer was on the scene at the time, and only apparently they carried one Narcan at a time per shift. That's it. That's it. And so he had two people overdosing and having to determine which one of them to use it on first until the other cop got there. Was one of them black? No, they were oh, both white. Okay, okay. They were both white. Can you use that as the basis? No. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, it came down to it, the white person was getting a Narcan. <laughs> well... I think he was like trying to assess which one of them was in worse shape. And since the man seemed to be somewhat still conscious enough to, to slur some He was making sounds. sounds. <laughs> and she was not. He gave her the Narcan first. But it wasn't working. And then the other cops showed up. A couple other cops in the fire department had showed up. And between them, they had enough of Narcan that they had to do the girl again and, and him once. And then, you know, of course, they're loading them up in the ambulances. This bitch is still dead out. Like, uh, like her heart rate and shit was coming back. Like, she was alive again, but she still had not gained enough consciousness to know what had happened at this point. But they got him in the stretcher in the other ambulance, and he's talking, and he is, like, mad at them for bothering him. <laughs> he was doing just fine. I don't know what you're talking about. He... <laughs> It reminded me of Wolf of Wall Street when dude thinks he makes it home from the country club unscathed. Yeah. And this, is, this guy has gotten high in his car with his chick and they got out of the car and he thought he done walked home and went to bed. <laughs> and he was perfectly fine. He did not realize he was laid out in the parking lot in a snow embankment. Now, when they when they put him in the ambulance, had they arrested him yet? No, and this is what I was going to get to. It's like, here's the point. It's, by the time it was over, there was one fire truck, two ambulances, four cop cars. Mm -hmm. to take care of these two idiots that have sit in this car and overdosed on God knows what. Right. And then they had to use three things in Narcan. They're about to go to the ER. And we don't arrest these people. Shit. Look. I, look. So. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I asked that question because I've seen some shit like this before. The house we live in, you know what I mean? If if you've never been to my house, which you probably hadn't, because I'm not a lot of people come here. Um, I grew up here. This used to be my grandmother's house. And there's a basketball court across the street. And we was over there. And it comes down, like, the street is a hill. Like, it comes downhill. And the driveway, like, just connects to the street. Just drives straight down into the driveway. And there's a curve. Well, this dude was on a motorcycle. And he was fucked up. And he didn't make... He... I don't know if he didn't see the curve before, <laughs> tried to turn too late or whatever. Anyway, him and the bike, the bike ends up in the front yard. He's in the driveway from trying to turn and falling off the shit. So he's fucked up. He didn't have a motorcycle wreck. Cops is here. The ambulance is here. Now, the ambulance is still like the EMTs and shit are working on dude, like making sure he's all right, seeing what they need to do. How bad is he fucked up? Meanwhile, the police is sticking his head in between the EMTs, sir. Um, I need to let you know that you're going to be under arrest for DUI. <laughs> like, Damn, bro, you can't even let the man get situated first. Like, excuse me. Excuse well, no, because I mean, at that point, even the EMTs, like, I think the, the protocol is that he now gets handcuffed to, even to the paramedics bed. Yeah. Yeah, so he needs to know he's under arrest before he gets handcuffed. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, because if you don't, that's where you get into some shit where they get into court and the whole case gets thrown out because he wasn't read his rights at a proper time. <laughs> you know, and it's it's ridiculous. You go into jail. Let me go ahead and read you your rights real quick and I'll let them finish up. I'll let them do what they do. Which, which incidentally is not even a, a fully a real thing. Like, I've been in jail two or three times. I ain't never been read my rights. Hell no, that got me out of mind. <laughs> You're so, legally, you're supposed to be read your rights. Yes. Legally, you're supposed to know your rights. And, you know, it, it really depends on what they're getting you for. I did get one of the charges dropped because I wasn't read my rights. Because I had arrested for underage consumption and some other shit. Me too. <laughs> and I got the... I, and a little bit of disorderly con conduct. You contributing know. to a minor is the other thing they got me for. Which... Part, you know, they dropped that partially because they didn't read me my rights. And it was kind of the deal. I kept like, look, the only way that they know I was drinking is because I told them I was drinking. You know what I mean? Because I, 
I wasn't drunk. I hadn't drank much of anything. So when the cops showed up and like anybody, you know, doing any of this and any of that, anybody been drinking, I'm like, yeah, you know, I had, you know, a couple of little Smirnoffs or whatever, no big deal. And they still took me to jail for the shit. They took, they took us all to jail because somebody had drugs in, in the house and wouldn't nobody fess up to it. And I was like, when I got to court, I was Doesn't like. Doesn't that become the problem of the owner of the home? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you oh. ought to know, you, that's what they say. Is It's your property. You ought to know what's going on. Yep. I don't know who they put, to, I don't know who they put it on because they didn't put it on me. <laughs> so, they got that owner. They didn't put it on me, so I ain't had to talk about it. <laughs> didn't nobody ask Yeah, then. I don't know nothing about no weed, sir. I, I drank a little bit, but I don't. <laughs> I sat in jail. Finally, finally got out and like, this is what you being charged with. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. I'll take that. <laughs> don't see no drug charges on here. Don't worry about this. <laughs> we been sitting in this motherfucker all night and I'm looking at the motherfucker and I'm like, hmm. I don't know y'all like this, so uh, <laughs> I know who the weed didn't belong to. And if we come back around, if that's what they're saying, then we're gonna have we're gonna have a problem. But you would have, I mean, yeah, if you get charged with something serious enough, and depending on how the situation play out, yeah, and you wouldn't read your rights because here's the thing: the thing about it is you're supposed to know your rights. Like that's why that's why the the thing is you have to be read your rights. But in this day and age, the fucking law and order and as many fucking cop shows as it, it doesn't is. matter. Like it is your legal right to be Mirandized. Yes. No, the the Miranda rights are your rights. No, it's still a law that you have to be Mirandized when you're arrested. Yes. Yeah. But, like, yeah. It is your right to know them, but they are supposed to do. They're supposed to do. They're still <laughs> supposed to tell you. That's the thing. What if somebody doesn't understand their rights? Yeah. Because, I mean, you you know, it's not like every day, I would assume, but imagine somebody that's not slightly all the way capable of understanding things. And they're arresting that person. They have no idea why. They don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of the Miranda law. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. But yeah, at the same time, yeah, most most people already know they're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, they've I, heard it. Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I've watched Law & Order. I know how this works. <laughs> Here's one thing that I would like to point out on, on every basis possible is that people doesn't seem to understand the part where you have the right to, to remain, remain silent. <laughs> And that anything you say can and will be used against you. Mm-hmm. I that means I ain't got to say shit to you at all. I don't have to say where I was going, who I was going with, what I was like. No, I don't have to tell you nothing. Yeah. Don't ask me no questions. <laughs> Do you know why you've been pulled over? Nope. You sure don't. Not at all. Would you like to tell me? Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like Here's the, my basic information, right? Yeah. You know, you know. I already have it ready before we come to the come to the window. Where's my shit? Well, hopefully, I can have it ready before I stop. That way, I don't have to reach for shit. And look suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck around, be shot. Um, you know, I used to work in an insurance company, and there was these little plastic packet things that we'd give people. To put, to put all the shit well, in. Well, it, it held the front. It would hold the insurance card. And on the back side, it would hold, like, your registration because it was long. Mm-hmm. And you, your license would fit in with your insurance card mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, they would tell people to, like, hang them on their visors. Post it. Put them up right on the front of the side. <laughs> Hands on the wheel. <laughs> Just, just point. Then you just read the shit right through the window. <laughs> okay, that's who this is. All right. I'm gonna ask this man no questions because I ain't gotta talk to him till I ask him to step out of the car. <laughs> they don't ask you to step out the car. Another night. <laughs> that time I got out of that ticket. <laughs> uh, or the. I got that. Yeah, that time I talked myself out of that ticket for speeding. That's about the only time I ain't been asked to step out of the car. <laughs> like I figured it was coming. Damn, this 
do real nice. They used to always ask me to step out of the car because usually if I got pulled over, I was going to work. And there was, you know, it was me, you know, Tim and Soup. And uh, they used to, that late at night, they used to always think I was a prostitute because they'd always be like, <laughs> I know they did. Because they, oh like, <laughs> because they would be like, ma'am, can you step out of the car? And like, they'd be like, well, we pulled you over. And it would always be some bullshit. You know, I had a headlight out that I didn't know about or like my brake lights out or something like that. And they'd be like, so ma'am, um, where exactly are you going with these two men? And I'm like, to work. <laughs> and he was like, well, you, you, do you mind if I ask where you work? And I'm like, UPS. And there, he's like, oh, okay, okay. So how do you know these people? And I'm like, well, one of them is my cousin and one of them's a friend. Like, I work with them, obviously. Like, you at work this time of night. Why can't nobody else be at work? <laughs> Y'all the only ones working? <laughs> if everybody else was at home, you wouldn't have to be out patrolling the streets. No one's against the law. Like, and a lot of the times they would always, if when when we was all three still riding together, like any time that I got pulled over for anything, they'd always ask me to step out the car and they'd be like, so where, where are y'all going? None of your business. They ever asked you if you're being held against your will? <laughs> <laughs> I've had, I've had a female be, be asked that before <laughs> in her car that she was driving, and I'm the passenger in. No. Like, what? <laughs> no, I've never been asked that. I haven't either. <laughs> I've never been asked that. <coughs> I like remember. Ever. I remember one night that I was with Dwayne's dad, and we were out late in the middle of the night, and I had like. To him, that was nothing. You know, he get, he was getting up for work at like 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever. So, on the weekend, being up that late at night didn't, you know, bother him or whatever. And I don't get off. I was at the time not getting off work till like 11 o'clock at night. So, our days were just really kind of getting started at these, at these hours. Mm-hmm. And we get pulled over. And it was like some shady ass shit because I was on, um, on the way to Lafayette to go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I was on one of the back roads coming in through there. And the speed limit was 45. And then all of a sudden you get into the city limits and it drops down to like 30 real quick. Mm-hmm. And like I had kind of tapped it. I knew the cop was behind me. Mm-hmm. And we were doing nothing, absolutely nothing wrong. And like when I, when the speed limit changed, I went ahead and tapped the brakes and tried to slow down a little bit. But he was like right on me. Mm-hmm. And then I was maybe like a half of a mile past the speed limit sign change. And he pulls me over for doing four miles over the speed limit to start giving me hell. Where are you going? What are you doing out this way? I'm like, I start getting hated and like I'm starting to get smart because I have done nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing. Nobody was drinking. No, it was just literally, I still smelt like freaking fried grease from the damn work <laughs> that night. Like, I hadn't even had a shower. <laughs> like, we was just literally trying to go to Walmart and pick up some shit. <laughs> but I started getting smart with him. And Dwayne's dad quickly abruptly starts to like freak out because I feel like I'm talking to this cop this way. And the cop walks off and he's like, quit. You go get us in trouble. And I'm like, for what? We ain't done shit. Right. <laughs> when am I going to get us? No, you can't talk to him that way. The fuck I can't. <laughs> you can't. It's Why called- are you being nosy? <laughs> you can't. It's called disorderly <laughs> conduct. Trust me. I know. Uh, well, well, no. <clears throat> what she knows now that she didn't know then is she can't do that with black people in the car. Right. Like she wouldn't. That was the lesson I was getting. She wouldn't dare do that now with me in the car. No. Because an angry cop. It ain't. Cop gets angry. He ain't gonna take it out on her. He's gonna take it out on this large black man. <laughs> And he gonna swear that I did something wrong and look like I might have been reaching for something that might have possibly looked like a gun. I had to do what I had to do. Just another dead nigga. It'd be all right. Oh, we not, oh, we we not gonna say that. We can't. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I think that's the way we're supposed to say it. 
That's the way they say it when they get behind closed doors in that wall of blue, that wall, that blue wall of silence. <laughs> Be all right. Like that bitch in that bitch in Texas. She went into this man's house and shot him. Talking about self defense. <laughs> you in the wrong house. I I don't think that's what she did. She didn't plead self defense, did what, she? She pleaded something. I don't think it was self defense. I think everybody. I don't think that was ever. I don't think that was ever said was that she was in self defense. Her whole story was she, you know, went into the wrong apartment and thought somebody was in her apartment. I don't think she necessarily said it was like self defense because I think once she realized she wasn't in her apartment and then, you know, she realized she had fucked up. <laughs> you know like, how do you go into the wrong apartment though? Like, that was the whole story about the whole situation that didn't make sense. Is because people in that building said it was like one of those hotel key card like entry things. Uh-huh. So they didn't work in other people's doors. See, that's what I'm thinking. Like, and I mean, even if like, it wasn't the they, key entry thing, I mean, how would she have a key to the apartment? Apparently, it was said she didn't, that the door was left cracked open. He says that, you know, people would, people said that that was impossible because it was not only, it was like one of those big heavy metal doors that has that spring thing at the top. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just leave it cracked open. It slammed shut. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just telling you, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> None of my business, but <laughs> no, I just say what I'm, I'm just saying. These were the facts that were presented. All I'm saying is, <laughs> bitch, if you can't, if you can't leave your job and go home properly, <laughs> what what are you what are you planning on accomplishing with your life? You can't even go home properly <laughs> and go to the right residence. <laughs> How many times I've went to the wrong house in my life? (laughs) (laughs) I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying these were the facts. They they said, you know, that it was like sleep deprivation. But from what I understood, she was coming like off of a 12-hour shift. And they're like, you know, people in these line of work should be used to 12-hour shifts because that's what they do. You know, police, medical Fire, you know, rescue people. The standard, right? So you know, they're like, if she has any kind of, you know, nine times out of ten, seven to seven, right? Seven A to seven P, seven P to seven A. That's how it works. I I don't know. I'm just telling you what they said, and and I'm just and I'm just calling bullshit where I see bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I do. That's all I do. I got a I got a bullshit meter, and it went off. It went off on that one. You know, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you got time in the first place. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I, I think everybody knew she was going to have to get you know like she was going to do time. No. I think people <laughs> were like you know it was debatable about what people thought she should do. I didn't, I didn't know she was going to do time. It been plenty of it been plenty of police to shot people that didn't do time. Well, I don't know if you've been seeing her on it like this Tony Delk out of Nashville that shot the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've been working on his trial and his lawyer continues to ask like for changes of venue because he can't get a fair trial in Nashville. And, you know, they keep fighting over like these different like what can be admitted and, you know, what can't be admitted. And, yeah. you know, they've argued about the video surveillance and, you know, it's like they're trying every tactic they can get to pretty much get him out of it. And it's not looking good for him. I mean, like they're, the judge is just like, eh. Can't help you. I mean, because look, look. Well, I mean, that's like years ago when freaking Casey Anthony walked. Like, who's seen that coming? I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, I watched that trial we every did. day. We did. I used to get off work and go sit home, go to Britney's and watch it like every day, all day long. And I like we kept up I with it. Hate Nancy Grace. That bitch is cray cray. Anyway, Nancy Grace served one purpose. If your child, if your child is missing, Nancy Grace gonna find them. That's it. <laughs> That's all Nancy Grace good for. But on that note, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna pick this up where we left off. In case Anthony, yeah, sure. All right, we'll, we'll be right back. We're gonna we're gonna pay pay a, a half a bill, and then we'll be back. <laughs> 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, all fair was talking about Casey Anthony and that crazy shit. Uh, I knew Casey Anthony was going to get off because the shit dragged the, the search and all of that shit dragged on for too long. And like we were talking about, they pointed fingers at everybody and made her out to be the poorest, craziest victim of circumstance there ever was. <laughs> With- and Nancy Grace just kept saying, what mother... <laughs> goes out and parties after her baby has died and gets a tattoo and it was like I think in Spanish or uh, <laughs> la, la Vida Bella or something what like means that. beautiful yeah, life beautiful life maybe it was Italian or whatever something like that but she had it what mother <laughs> you know and I was just like Nancy sit down and shut up <laughs> she called her top mom top mom <laughs> That was the shit. Tight mom. <laughs> hey, like I said though, hey, if if you white and your child go missing, call Nancy Grace. Cause she's gonna run her mouth and make sure somebody find mm-hmm. find something. She said she still And in the age of technology, everybody looking. Everybody looking. <laughs> right. Everybody looking. Everybody look. But you know, with that talking about the Casey Anthony shit and the, you know, searching, missing kids and all this. I read this thing, this shit on the internet, and I think, I think it's it's said that a kid said this. Like, if they ever had to hide a body, they would, they would, they would hide it somewhere, and then like do like an anonymous tip of where it was at, like at the wrong place, and then they would the police and shit would go dig up the hole and shit and like look for it, and then when they're done. Go back and bury the body there. They did do that. That um, that mine hunters that I watched. Uh-huh. That guy that killed all those black boys in the nineteen nineties and late eighties and early nineties in Atlanta. He killed like thirty two black children. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He did that. He toyed with them, and he would have them go like say he you know you know i'll give you a bit of information it's somewhere in this area and they would you know dig holes here there and everywhere in these woods looking for something that wasn't there and then when the search was all called off and everybody would go home he would go and dump the new bodies in the places that they are for the old bodies of the kids that they knew were missing and you know and that's how he kept it going and they wouldn't you know figure it out but they finally did catch him it was so weird it was yeah, that shit was great. Yeah, but I was like, damn, that shit—that's just a little too smart. Like, <laughs> like uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, because you know, they do these searches and shit. But didn't? But hadn't they like with the case Anthony shit? Hadn't they searched that area before? Where they found that baby's body? Yes. I think yes, so. I think so. And then it was like all of a sudden the body's dead. Like yes, which that's why they pointed the finger at the dad. Because it had been, been a cop and knew how to do things and beat the system around, and you know, you know, like basically they were they Jose Baez in his closing statements put a spinning story on this. It was a tragic accident that she drowned in the swimming pool, and, and when she it. hollered for her dad, this was you know his dad was afraid that she was going to go to jail and. You know, blah, blah, blah. So, he told her it was best to hide the body. And so, basically, it was like, you know, uh, who nobody really killed the baby. But then he was responsible for the whole ruse of her being missing. And, you know, like, it was just real. It was real. I mean, it was something else. Like, he spun a story for that bitch. What you got to do? That's what Johnny Cochran did. You gotta just be convincing enough. That's the thing is, is if you're gonna be a lawyer, you gotta be impersonal. Like, yes, you have to get them to be mesmerized by what you have just told them. You got to be one smooth talking, silent person. Yes. Hey, Johnny Cochran was that motherfucker. Yeah, Jose Baez. Hey, Jose Baez. Baez and, do, and look, here's the thing about Jose Baez is Jose Baez don't really pop up until some shit until some shit need to go down. Johnny Cochran was kind of out there doing shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you knew, you kind of knew who Johnny was even when out to trials because he was out here handling business. Jose Baez just collecting paper. <laughs> <laughs> he out here living his best life. Watching the news and shit like, mm-hmm, they going to be calling. 
Hey, book a hey, book a cruise for next year. We going on vacation <laughs> on this shit. They got no, money. no, 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 no. Once shit like that goes down, they're they're buying homes, <laughs> vacation spots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck that cruise. Fuck, <laughs> I'll buy the cruise ship. Right. What you talking about? <laughs> I got a private island. <laughs> Like uh, I like the fucking uh, Lincoln lawyer. I love, I, Lincoln, I love Lincoln. Lincoln. What he tell dude? He told dude he was billing him at what five hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need, I need like, what do you say? He need like twenty thousand up front, five hundred dollars an hour. If it goes to trial, we gotta, you know, we get. We'll I need to hire experts. If, if it goes to trial, I need another fifteen off top. <laughs> if it goes longer than two weeks, it's extra. If we go to appeal, we start all over. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but then he said something about after they drove off, he said, when am I picking up this oh, oh, when, the airport? Oh, with the, oh, talking about the biker? <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, no. Before that, though, when he told dude that he wasn't going to do no work till he got paid, yeah. he's like, hey, look, man, uh, ain't you, you know the rules. I don't work until I get paid. <laughs> He's like, I got your money. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. You got it, not me. (laughs) Like, you can't just quit because I don't pay you. I can. Cool. Watch this. (laughs) Uh, Honor, I like to uh, hold this over. Uh, We're having trouble locating a witness. Uh, Valuable witness, sir, Mr. Green. Judge just looked up at him. How long do you need? That's hard to say. Ask the other lawyer you got a problem with it. Looked at him. No, we good. You <laughs> <laughs> man want his money. I ain't gonna argue with it. <laughs> I ain't been to work for free. <laughs> like, and I would like, I would love to be in court and see that shit happen. Like, uh, sir, uh, your honor, I need to hold this over. I'm looking for a witness, uh, Mr. Green. <laughs> uh, hey, bro. <laughs> he ain't talking about no witness. He talking about his money. <laughs> Quiet in the court. <laughs> But yeah, what he told dude about like I gotta hire an expert and fly him in yeah. first class, put him up in a you know hotel and all of this shit. All right, cool. Listen, Matthew McConaughey as a lawyer is the best thing ever. It's time to kill. Yeah, yeah. Awesome lawyer. Mm-hmm. But Matthew McConaughey is that smooth talking kind of dude. Yeah. <laughs> he is. So something like that comes natural to him. And the accent only the accent yes. only adds to it. Yes. Look, the uh, the shit in Wolf of Wall Street uh, where he's doing the, the beating on his chest, that's just something he does. Like, apparently, like, he does that to, like, warm up or get in the zone or whatever. And the director saw him doing it, like, just on set and was like, hey, do this during the scene. He was like, all right, cool. Whatever. <laughs> like, you going to pay me to do some shit I was already doing? All right, cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you don't even want me to act. You just want me to be me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it even easier. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Movie lawyers. You had to hire one. Who would you hire? Hmm. Do we have a list to Uh, choose from? Oh, let's see. We got Tom Cruise and a few good men. Yeah, yeah, that was a motherfucker, yeah. You got McConaughey and a Time to Kill and Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx in that movie. Oh, shoot. Uh, law abiding citizen. Yes. <laughs> He's the prosecutor. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what's some other good ones? Some, some good trial movies. I don't know. I like uh I like uh I like Tom Cruise and a few good men. Uh, yeah. I mean <laughs> <laughs> You know how I feel about Tom Cruise personally. But yeah. listen, no matter how you feel about Tom Cruise personally, <coughs> in any kind of way, or he went crazy in the early uh, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, late eighties, early nineties, he was that dude. Oh, <laughs> I tell you, another bad motherfucker, bad motherfucking lawyer was uh, Keanu Reeves in uh, Devil's Advocate. Keanu oh yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Yes. 
That was he. He was he a cold. Was, he was a cold motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Even before he had the devil on his side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a good. One. Um. The Pelican Brief. watched all of that. Uh, that would be your man, uh, Denzel Washington. Denzel, yeah. And Julie Roberts. That was a... I don't know that I've ever seen it. She was a journalist, I believe, and he was the lawyer. Yeah. It was, uh, it was something else. It was pretty good. I tell you, I tell you a movie I started watching and never finished it. And I, it's one of those movies that like you can't find anywhere. You just got to find it like when, when it's, it's on, on when it's on or on what I got it on the man. It was um, I forget the name of it, but dude like went to court. Like dude's life was all fucked up and shit was going wrong, and he decided that he was gonna sue the devil. And he went to court and filed his lawsuit, and the, and the judge was like, "Really? Like this is what we gonna do? All right, fine." I'll play along. And he was suing the devil for like $10 million or some shit. And so the judge was like, all right, fine. Trial starts in 30 days. You know, judge is thinking, all right, fine. Be a default judgment against the devil. Make dude happy. If that's what the devil shows up and decides to represent himself in the case. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and so dude shows like, wait, you, Oh, we gonna actually have a trial? Like, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> and like, the devil's ready. Like, and he's presenting arguments and shit. And it's like, you know, let us not forget though. It's not as good as Tom Ferguson was, and a few good men. You can't forget that Kevin Bacon was good in that movie too. Hey. Yeah, Kevin held his own. Kevin did hold his own. I don't know if this shit was legal. I- yeah, and here's the question that you got to ask yourself: Was Tom Cruise that good of a lawyer, or was Jack Nicholson that good of a witness? No, Jack Nicholson. Oh, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Nicholson was a horrible witness. No. <laughs> because he was a, he was from. But he that's was what a, I'm talking about. Because in that movie, you don't remember what Tom Cruise said. You remember you damn right I ordered the code red. You know, you remember that speech. You don't, does it? So really, was it that Tom Cruise was that good of a lawyer, or was it that Jack Nicholson played his part so fucking good you can't forget it? Well, but you got to remember though, Tom Cruise it had to get him to say the shit. <laughs> it, Tom Cruise had had to, hey, Tom Cruise had to get in there and box with him and get him because he could have just been like, "Nah, bro, we ain't do that." Let's just it. talk about Tom Cruise movies, though, like in that time period, because you had cocktails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had uh, Top Gun. Top Gun. You had uh, Days of Lightning. Yeah, Thunder or Thunder. Yeah, Days of Thunder. Yeah. Risky Business. Yes, uh, Risky Business. Everybody knows Risky Business. Yeah, everybody knows that. <coughs> uh, there was a couple other ones that he did where the like were like the romantic comedy movies. Yeah. Um. I can't remember the names of that. Now, was was Tom Cruise, was he in The Outsiders? Yeah, I, yeah, he was. Yes. And that was very early. Yeah, they, they had Like, a, he was still a young, young, young kid. They like, all were. Yeah, they was all of them. There was some young bucks in that movie. Yeah. Because who all was in that? It was Shit. him, Matt Dillon, um, Patrick Swayze. Yes. Uh, the little boy from uh, Karate Kid. Yes. Yeah. What's his name? Something Machino? Yeah. Uh, uh, Ralph. Ralph. Ralph, Ralph Machio. Ralph Machio. Machio. Yeah. Let's see. Matt, let's see. Matt Dillon, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Machio, C. Thomas Howe, Tom Cruise, Swayze. Hey, that was an all star cast. Uh, Emilio Estevez. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say, though, that, like, Compared to the movies I watch these days, nothing is as good as movies from that time period. You got like the Rat Pack of the Breakfast Club, the, the, Pretty the, in the, Pink. The, 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 Rat, oh, Pack. the uh, Rat Pack was that shit. I Sweet mean, 16. Hey, the, uh, 16 Candles. 16 or 16 can- Candles, yeah. We need a new, we need a new group. There, there, there's not a group anymore. Yeah. Uh, 
there wasn't a lot of movies in that time period that, you know, you didn't have, like, Emilio Estevez and, you know, people like that, that, like, Rob Lowe. Yeah, that. That little group, like, even when it, like, went over into uh, Judd Nelson and them in The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like. Yeah, the Brat Pack ran the late 80s. Those movies were good. Yeah, they were some good movies. I mean, Tom Cruise, like, he had his, Kevin Bacon had his little run back Kevin then. Ba- back then, Kevin Bacon is in everything. I know. <laughs> but I think what really set him apart was, uh, you know, the dancing movie that he was Footloose. in. Footloose. Do you know Kevin Bacon's first movie? Oh, good lord. There's no telling. Animal House. Oh, my. Yeah, that was Kevin Bacon's first movie was Animal House. And he's done 637 since then. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's a game based on how much. Yeah, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait, what? Like, like, I want to ask Kevin Bacon. What movies have you turned down? Right. Like, have you ever turned a movie right. down? Because he was also the sidekick in Top Gun. Yeah. There's a few good men. He was, yeah. He's been in the X-Men movies. He's like, he's just in he's, everything. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker is everywhere. Yeah. That was a good time period, though, yeah. of movies that... Those are like classics. To this day, when you see them all, you're going to watch them. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you the closest we got. Yeah. The closest we got, and I think they they probably would have done this shit a lot sooner. The little the little crew from Grown Ups. What are you looking for? They're not talking to you, bitch. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what went wrong. You opened your mouth and nobody <laughs> asked you nothing. That's what went wrong. Shit. <laughs> Little echo Amazon shit talking when ain't nobody asking no questions. Um, but that crew from like the grown ups movies, Sandler and Spade, yeah, and, and they could have done. They would, I think, they would have done done shit a lot earlier if Farley hadn't have died. Yeah, they would have just been doing their own little fucking thing for a while. That was a good little group there, yeah. and they're you know. People, it's a it's a weird thing because Adam Sandler's hit and miss. There's times where he's great. No, it's yes, go. Adam, no, Adam Sandler's not hit or miss. Adam Sandler has stopped. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I know Sandler has done interviews where he says, like, the reason he does movies now is to go on vacation <laughs> because he shoots in like exotic locations right. and shit. Like the movies he does is always on like an island somewhere and somewhere pretty. So it's like, fuck, I'll just do a movie with my buddies and go. Be in Hawaii for six weeks and get paid for it. I hate, I can't really argue with that. Like, yeah. man's got his hits. And, you know, Waterboy, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Like, the man's done his work. Like, but in, you know, it's Big Daddy. Fun. Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Like, yeah. man's catalog speaks for itself up to a certain point. <laughs> That's, yeah. And the thing is, you know, generally speaking, White people better with their money than black people. Just generally speaking, that's just how shit go. And he ain't got 10 kids like Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was the same way. Beverly Hills cop, nutty professor, 48 hours. There was three Beverly Hills cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life. You know what I mean? Oh, life. Like, Eddie Murphy had a run where he was that dude. Then he started just kind of... Pluto Nash and oh, oh, what the fuck are you doing, Eddie? Like, this ain't the this ain't the business. And now you know, now he back. He talking about doing stand up again. He I tell you what's good. What's what's really good is The Rock and Kevin Kevin, Hart. Yes, that's it's great. Like the little bitty dude, the big old dude, (laughs) the way they talk to each other, it's great. Like there there is a good run in that somewhere. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean they've done quite a few together. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's I'm not. That's what I'm saying though. It's not coming to an end anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, no, what are they up to? Three, four movies together. Yeah. The CIA, the CIA movie, uh, two Jumanjis. I want to say they've done something else together. They have, but I can't remember what it is. Oh fuck! Was uh. 
Rocky Kevin Hart movies. Uh, I don't know. Well, no, it wasn't, he wasn't in night school. No. Mm -mm. I guess it is only the three. Yeah. Four, apparently, apparently, uh, Kevin Hart had a little small role in the the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Mm -hmm. So it's four if you count that one. But I guess that was like, but yeah, like them two motherfuckers together. Yeah. <laughs> just go. Just let them go. Just yeah, let them go. Just let them do the thing. Just keep the cameras rolling. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's going to make money. It's going to make money. Yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg together is good. Randomly. Yes. Like, you know, I mean, it's like they've done the other guys. Mm -hmm. They've done two of the daddy's home. Yeah. Uh, what else have they done? I think that's it, isn't it? I don't know, but I've seen them in like interviews and stuff. They're hilarious. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Some people just, just click and it's yeah. just, just funny. Yeah. I want a new stand-up tour. I want a new, like, Kings of Comedy, blue-collar type stand-up tour. Because it's some funny motherfuckers out there. Dave Chappelle's back. Is he all the way back? Yeah, I think I think Dave's back. <laughs> Dave, Dave, is, Dave is back. back. <laughs> like, he got tired of all this PC stuff, and now he's back yeah. to talk about, you know, let's bring the humor back in the end. <laughs> right. Either that. Or oh, he got tired. Uh, he realized that people like forgot about him. And was, I don't think anybody ever forgot about him. He or, is a national treasure. Or, <laughs> right. Or that people wasn't knowing about him and wasn't giving like, hey, Kevin Hart is the funniest motherfucker on the planet. What? <laughs> hey, nigga, Cat Williams is killing the game. He just what? <laughs> Look, y'all going to stop with all this funniest person on the planet shit now. <laughs> the thing about it is, is, I don't think Dave Chappelle even works hard for it. I don't think so. I think, it's just, I think it's just natural to him. I think like, that is who he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, then, <laughs> if they come up in the school shooting, your daddy's famous, I've talked a lot of shit, they probably going to shoot you first. Yeah. <laughs> And the idea that he said was that they have a training day on what to do in case yeah. there's a shooting. And effectively, they are training the shooter on where everybody else is going to be. And the parents are laughing. We know that one of us is racing the shooter. And if you're white, chances are. <laughs> All the parents at the school are cool with me because I'm the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know my kid ain't fitting to shoot yeah. up the school. But yeah, but yeah, Dave Chappelle though, like <coughs> he's it's the way he the way he weaves like the truth into what he's yeah. saying, and you don't even all the way realize like yeah. oh, like you laugh at it and you be like ha ha that was. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Man. What just happened? You might have just said some real shit right then. Let me rewind this. I think. I like when he talks about the people that go to the police station with him. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, when he, was talking, uh, when he was talking about going to see Kevin Hart and talking about his son. One of those, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like. Well, you need $125. Why you need $250 for it? I'm going to go see Kevin Hart. They're $125 each. Damn, mine are only $80. <laughs> <laughs> like, people are laughing and just every It's just shows hilarious. I was furious. <laughs> My son's slapping his knee and shit. I do this too, you know. <laughs> I wonder what that does feel like, though. Like, to be famous that has a child that grows up that likes somebody better than you in the same category. And it's like, you ungrateful little fuck. I didn't think you lived this best life you lived. <laughs> what he was talking about when he knocked on his door. Like, hey, Dave Chappelle, man, what are you doing around here? This is a horrible area. Oh, uh, yeah, I live around here. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. Next block over, man. Live down the street. <coughs> but yeah, there's like. I don't know. Like Dave Chappelle, he's 
He's he's definitely in that conversation of best comedian oh, of yeah. all time. Yeah. There's not He's a national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's not many people that you can put in in the same breath as like Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. And it's not a lot of people. And Dave is up there. Yeah. Dave is definitely up there. Maybe one day, maybe one day he'll get bored and decide to do more Chappelle show. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we're lucky. Or, I yeah. always wondered if it, it wasn't like he just took a break <coughs> to be with his kids while they were young, and now that they've grown up, some you know just kind of. Well, no, I think I think a lot of it was the fallout from Chappelle show. Like, leap, like this motherfucker walked away from fifty million dollars, and you know, after that, it's kind of like. What do you do? What do you do after you walk away from fifty million dollars? Like, Obviously, like, he didn't need the money. <laughs> oh, he needed the money. <laughs> Everybody needs fifty million dollars. <laughs> Only person that don't need fifty million dollars apparently is Antonio Brown. <laughs> that motherfucker did everything he could not to get paid. <laughs> that was so stupid. That motherfucker did everything he could not to get paid. So, yeah. Like you don't you don't walk away from fifty million dollars because that don't come around every day. I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's not about the money. Yeah, I mean it's, it's not. Fifty million. <laughs> <laughs> that is life changing. <laughs> I think you people forget everybody talks about Netflix giving him forty million for the you know stand up specials. Like he already walked away from fifty though, right? <laughs> He could have been had that. But that's been a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. He walked away from 50 million 20 years ago. So that 50 million then would have inflation. been inflation. The motherfucker. That's a 25% marker. Yeah. He's going to need 75 million. Yeah. yeah, but those, yeah. Those stand up specials, motherfucker. I'll be done some more. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. They're good. They're good. I, I, you know, I wasn't overly impressed with the Kevin Hart's Netflix special that he did. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't up there with uh, what now and you know, saying the last ones that he, the the ones that he put out in theaters. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't up there with them. When we were so no. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, like what the, the, the raccoon, the, the raccoon, yeah. Yeah. pew pew. <laughs> oh, this what we doing now? I guess this is what we doing now. Really? I hope the bitch is worth it. I about fell out. Oh, of so my you chair. telling me the bitch is worth it? Oh lord, she has done had a whole conversation with herself. <laughs> Ain't nothing worse. <laughs> You done fucked up. You done fucked up at that point. Uh, anything else? Anybody got any last last thoughts? Last uh, reflections? No, no, no. Nobody's got anything. I uh, I got one one quick little tidbit, real quick. So we've been sitting here for we've been doing this for about an hour. It is currently three thirty. So we started a little bit before two thirty. And the sassy single sitting over here, her phone has gone off two or three times. Oh this, no, my, my phone is dying. Oh, like, oh. and it's like some apps. It's Pinterest and letting me know that you know my phone needs to be restarted. Shit like that. Okay. No. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll accept that answer for now. Nobody likes me. <laughs> oh, that's not true. We like ya. She wouldn't be the same single if she was getting booty calls at three o'clock in the morning. And well, you single people get booty calls. That's, uh, otherwise, it's just well, she wouldn't be sassy. <laughs> She'd be satisfied. <laughs> some people, some people, no, some people that don't anyway. necessarily mean you're gonna be satisfied. Well, on that note, <laughs> speaking of satisfied, I hope you have been satisfied <laughs> by this episode. Uh, some combination of us will be back with another one. And uh, 
until then, like I said, follow me on all the social media, like the podcast, subscribe and all that shit. And uh, if nothing else holds our attention, like I always tell you, if you knew better, you, you knew do better. better. Peace.